Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we're talking about Kiribayama. That's right. And Shohozan. Shohozan. Yeah, but before we get there, I just want to say, you know what? A big wall of fame thank you to our supporters, Terry. Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous, whoever you are. Oh, I love anonymous people. Cole and Dan, you guys throw us a little extra cash and it is so appreciated. That's right. We take that money. We go straight to Whataburger. We we get ourselves some burgers and fries. (laughs) No, just kidding. No, anonymous or not anonymous, we thank you very much because it does help make our operation run smoothly. Absolutely. And we love talking about sumo, but there are some real costs to this whole. There's replacement cords we have to get and and microphones and all sorts of things. So help. Just thank you for that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We couldn't do this without you. We should probably talk about bingo. So bingo's on. It is Kachikoshi and Makikoshi Bingo again. That's right. That's right. So you get a card. You, I'll drop the cards. It's usually the Wednesday or Thursday before the Basho begins is when I'll drop them. And how do you get those cards? First view of the cards, they go to our supporters first, to be honest. Well, yes. Yes. That They get first pick. And then it goes out by our email list. So right. you can go to our website and sign up for our email list. The only email you'll ever receive is <laughs> about the, bingo. the announcement of the bingo. We will never send you a newsletter <laughs> because we're too lazy to write a newsletter. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it goes out to donors and then mailing list and then it goes out to the general public and we play with about 400 people. That's, yeah. that's where it's been yeah. as of late. And you are playing for bragging rights. That's the biggest. Mm-hmm. But you're also playing for a 2022 sumo calendar donated by Robert from Big Sumo Fan. Woohoo! And you're playing for jam. Jar of jam, everyone. Made by myself. I was going to say yours truly, truly, but it's yours truly. Yours. (laughs) Not mine truly. And there could be more prizes as well. There's some other stuff in the works. Yes, but there will be one Kachikoshi winner and one Makikoshi winner, so... And if you have no idea what that means, basically it means if somebody gets more than eight wins... They're Kachikoshi, and if they don't get eight wins, they're Makikoshi. So whether they win or lose, they could go. If they're on on your bingo card, it's great, and you just try to get a bingo. That's right. All right. It's really hard to listen to you seriously when there's Lederhosen hanging on the chair behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in our parents' closet, and our dad bought Lederhosen for no reason, (laughs) and he didn't even wear them for Halloween. (laughs) He just up and went on Amazon and bought Lederhosen. So that's a little bit about our family dynamic in our life. Shall we jump into a newsflash? We... Well, Hakaho's post-retirement activities have been defined, but they've been even more defined as he um, will be in the social contribution department in his retirement, which is responsible for activities, all types of activities, um, disaster relief, community contribution, welfare activities. He's also going to be bringing his talents to help promote sumo to a younger generation as well. So he's getting more and more opportunities to contribute in his retirement every day. It sounds to me like an official designation for poster child. Yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. I think he's going to be just poster child of sumo moving forward. Yeah. Well, anyway, happy birthday to Shodai, who turned 30 years old. And he says he's honestly not really happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love this kid. <laughs> Mainly because he says he doesn't want to lose to any guys who are younger than him. So I would have to say to Shodai, if you're listening, well, just don't lose to those younger guys. There you go. Just win. Always win. Yes. Older and wiser. Well, this was the most interesting news this week. Abi spoke about his return to Makauchi and what has inspired him to stay focused. So this little interview snippet comes from Nikon Sports. He said the driving force for his return to Makauchi was the power of his family. And even now, he is actually has been living at the stable away from his wife. And he has a daughter who is one and a half years old. None of oh, this. Did not I know had that. no idea. I was like, what? He was married and wow. he has a kid? No idea. So he had discussed this with his wife and his master that he would not live at home until he got back to Makauchi. He's probably like, I have a one and a half year old at home. Yeah. I'm happy to live. I, I know. <laughs> Part of me read that and I was thinking like, oh, wow. He was just like, I'm going to peace out on this really difficult <laughs> part of life where like the kids you know sleep training and all that he's like i can't deal with that but he said he is proud and that after the last tournament he has been able to stay at home more and more since he's been just promoted back into makauchi and what's inspiring him further is to be soundly and securely there so that he can regain his normal personal his daily life so that's kind of what's helped him inspire him to get back up to the top wait are you saying he has limited his time living at At home. home with his own family yeah and he has to win. He had to get back up to the highest division in order to live with his own family at home. Yes. And that was his drive. That, okay. ha- that was the sacrifice no. he made yeah. no, to they... take sumo so seriously yep. that he's like, I'm going to leave my wife and brand new baby and I'm going to live in a stable and I'm going to train hard. And that will be my that'll be my incentive for when I get back up to Makauchi. Well, a lot of these guys do that. Um, yeah. Shahosan has a bit of a similar story. Yeah. Uh, many of these guys do. So it's like they dedicate themselves to sumo in order to support their family right. and they're willing to live away from them. It kind of, it makes sense, you yeah. know? So that's all I've got. Oh, awesome. Do you want to do Kiribayama first? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do Kiribayama Sure. First? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I would not I kick him out of bed for eating crackers. Let's just put it that way. I've been thinking this whole week. I've been thinking about, you know, how there's the Chris Pine Nuts and there's the Benedict Cumberbitches. No. You haven't heard of the Chris Pine Nuts? No. Oh. I guess I'm out of the pop culture the... world of references. <laughs> well, I kept thinking days. we need to come up with some words for sumo wrestlers. You know, the women who follow sumo wrestlers in America. But yeah, I couldn't think of any. girls. Yeah, but... But, it, but it has to be related to their names. So the only one I could think of Kiribayama was... Kiribayama Etz. Etz. Yeah. Kitabayana Babes, the Shodai Doomies was the only one I could think Shodai of. Shodai Doomies. I don't it's think not I as good as that. Not as good as Chris Pine Nuts. No, no. Shodai. Let me tell you about Kitabayama, though. He is my new boyfriend. After Asanoyama peaced out, I had to give up on that relationship. It wasn't working for me personally. I wasn't seeing him enough, literally on television or in the dojo at all. Hmm. So um, I've switched my allegiance, and wow. Kitabayama is, I think, my new boyfriend. Okay. I think you should just, my rather than boyfriend. The, I think, you should just, like, take on the mantle. Okay. Kitabayama is my new sumo boyfriend. There we go. 
Kiribayama Tetsuo is really his name, but let me butcher his actual Mongolian name first because <laughs> it is guaranteed that I will. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oof. Okay, it is Bayam Bakalun. Last name is LKH. I don't even know how to put those together. Lakhagvasuren. Or sometimes sometimes you see it somewhere else. This is his, a different version of his name is Byungbuthrun Hagwaslan. I told you it was not going to be pretty. Hagva Look what what's the LKH one again? Um L K H A G V A S U R E N. And I know we have a listener in Mongolian. So in yes. Mongolia, so please call for God's us sake, call us and tell us how to pronounce this name because I'm sure it's beautiful. Yes. But out of my mouth, it's tragic. Anyway, he was born April twenty fourth. 1996, so he would be quite a younger man for myself. Oh, wow, 96? Yeah, he's only 25 years old. Wow. Yeah, he's a baby, but he's man enough for me. He is Mongolian. Robin the Cradle. Yes, uh, which wouldn't be the first time. Yep. Um, he's originally Ba-dum. from Ba-dum. Mongolia, but he's not from Ulaanbaatar, which is one of the big cities. He is from, also two different ways you might see this spelled, Dornot or Dornodu. And that is the easternmost state or province of Mongolia. The capital of the city is called Choi Balsan. And get this, the average temperatures are like really cold. blow your mind. Okay, so they have on record just crazy frigid, very dry winters and warm, wet summers. But as far as the highs and lows, the extreme temperature ranges, get this, they've had on record negative 42.9 degrees Fahrenheit or 41.6 Celsius or a maximum of 106.2. Wow. So could you imagine living in an environment? That's a land of extremes. Yes. And here's the thing. He grew up as a nomad, the son of a sheep Farmer or sheep herder. Uh Yes. So he grew up, his childhood was like so many of the Mongolians. It's a horse culture. He grew up like, he was like born and they're like, here's this infant, put this kid on a horse. Yeah. He grew up on a horse, which is really great for sumo because it develops. Yeah. It develops your lower half. That was his beginning. That is awesome. Yeah. It makes sense with the harsh world of sumo that these Mongolian kids, and we've said this before, when you grow up like that. (laughs) <laughs> you can handle the harsh training and all that probably a lot easier than some kid who never grew up like that. Now I'm really curious how he got into the sumo world. Well, I'll tell you. When he was about 15 years old, he, from a, I think a family friend or something, they were rounding up Mongolian kids and taking them over to a stable, which is the stable he's actually at now, the Michinoku stable. And they were trying out these young 15-year-old kids. And he... Of the five that went, he was the one that they picked to come over and live there and stay there and become a sumo wrestler. So he joined sumo at 15, living in the stable and all of that. In Japan. In Japan. So he must have been doing some Mongolian wrestling back where he was. Yes. He had, there's a picture of him and he's in the boak, Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, the outfit. uh, Yeah, that I adore. I love it. It's so cute. And it's like him and he's a teenager and you're like, okay, clearly it's like he grew up doing Mongolian wrestling, you know, on the grasslands of Mongolia. Mongolia, just like all the other boys of Mongolia do. This stable had not taken in a foreign wrestler since like 2008. So it had been like a while, you know, he joined in what, 2015, I think, professional sumo. So they hadn't had a foreign wrestler. So he must have been good enough that they were like, okay, 
let's give one foreign wrestler a chance. And this kid must have had enough promise that they were like, this is our kid that we're going to give a chance to. And we haven't in a really, really long time. Once he started sumo, though, like it is noted that like his favorite food is Mongolian food. And later on in his career, the influence of Kakaru, who was training beside him, helped him kind of bridge some of those those cultural differences between Mongolia and Japan to help him adjust. Because it's it seemed obvious that he just had a harder time adapting to Japanese culture and food and all of that. He, by the way, is six foot one and a half inches. And he's six around, one. yes, six one. And he's around 304 pounds. Um, but he does seem like when you look at him, he has definitely put on weight. And that has helped him mm-hmm. wrestle better in the last year or more. When he did start sumo professionally in 2015, he kind of breezed his way through the lower levels, and that was the Jonidan, Jonakuchi, Sandame, and um, he he made it up to Makushita, and he sat there for a while, but he had a really brutal left knee injury. He, he partially ruptured his medial col- let collateral me, ligament. Yeah, ligament in his left knee. But once he healed, and he actually stayed in Makushita for three years, and he had a left-hand injury, he had some surgery, but he finally made it through Makushita and won the tournament in 2018. He ended up being at Makushita fighting some of the wrestlers from Jurio and did really well. And so he made it up to Jurio in 2018. Okay, But as I mentioned briefly before, Kakaru came to the Michinoku stable after Kakaru stable, Izutsu stable closed down. And I watched this interesting video, and it's really just three minutes of Kakaru just pounding Kiribayama to the ground mm. <laughs> in practice. But um, what Colton Runyon said about, like, you win eventually by losing, and... He does get demolished by Kakaru, but you can, it makes me wonder, you know, he was a good wrestler, but with the guidance of a Yokozuna to practice with every day, like how good do you get by getting creamed by Kakaru every day? So they were in the same stable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, he actually taught him how to eat natto, which is the fermented soybean. Mm -hmm. He taught him how to embrace the food, what's going to help him put on weight, and all of that. He has definitely been a major influence. And now Kakaru is coach there. So he has, especially in the, like, since he made it onto the scene, you can see, like, consistent improvement every time around. And it makes you wonder, is that because he's got Kakaru to spar with or to guide him, you know, before when he wasn't retired, as well as in his retirement? So... Mm. I'd like can't to think, hurt. yeah, it can't hurt. That's got to be great if you have somebody who's better than you to practice with every day. Yeah. You know? He ended up finally making his Makauchi debut in 2020. And with that first appearance in Makauchi, he won with 11-4 record. He won the Fighting Spirit Award Prize. So that's a pretty cool debut. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot of people have the fighting spirit that very first time, you know back into or into Makauchi. So that was pretty cool. And uh, he is known for his really strong belt game. He loves Yorikiri, but he's also really good at throws, which is so typical of Mongolians and them being on the belt and wrestling in that different style that they've been practicing since they were kids. Yeah. He also loves to draw. And he's an artist. Yeah. And if you, this is my observation. If you ever watch a Keiko or training with him and somebody else, he is the loudest grunter. Is he? Yes. I He's don't like, think I've ever noticed ah, that. Ah, 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 
<laughs> like he is. And if you watch this, you, I'm not sure I got that. Could you do that again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that good? Yeah, that is good. I if, do sort of recognize. Maybe a third time. <laughs> Could you do it one more time? But higher? <laughs> no, lower. Anyway, yeah, if you goes. watch the three minute video with Kakaru like kicking his butt, you get a good look into. That the grunting and the the sound of the way he trains. The grunteration. Yeah. Well, I had been watching Keiko's in the past and been like, who is that loud one? You know, like the tennis players that are like really loud. Who's the one? Who, I mean, they're yeah, all loud. Serena. Now. Yeah. But they, they just put their whole body into it. Yeah. And they grunt. But it's more rhythmic and it does kind of bother me. But look, however, they're they got to kick ass. Serena could do whatever. She can do whatever the, the hell she wants. she wants to do. She, she she's is Serena. Serena. I know. Yeah. And I think that's uh, Kitty Bayama's approach, too. He's like, I don't care. I'm the loudest grunter out here. I'm exhausted. I'm getting my ass crushed by kakaroos, you know, yeah. throws and, I mean, everything. Are you going to put the link to this yeah. in our show notes? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. What about foods? What the foods there does he no like? There is no information. What? He, the only information is that his favorite food is Mongolian food. Okay. So meat, I would imagine. Goat. I would imagine. Yeah. I was looking at some of that history and food and culture of that area of Mongolia. And yeah, it's milk, a lot of pure milk. Um, it's meat dumplings. It's like really high in fatty foods because yeah. you have to, especially in that environment and how hard you work. It is all fat all the time. <laughs> so mm. it's a very fatty diet. Not in a bad way for, for them. But if you and I switched to a Mongolian diet, we would... <laughs> Not survive for long. <laughs> Might put some weight on us. Well, that is true. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Kitty I'm Bayama. looking forward to the more How about the popular kitty? he gets, the more pop culture information we'll we're find gonna out find out. Him. Yeah. And I think we should start a club. Maybe the Kitty Bayama kittens. <gasps> oh, I like Kitty Bayama kitties. Kitty cats. Kitty Bayama cat. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go down the road of Shahozan. He's back, y'all. He's back in the top division against. So many fans' ideas. So many people were gunning and thinking and hoping that Shahozan was on his way out. But y'all, he is not. No. He is not headed for retirement just yet. He definitely still has some fight in him. And y'all, I had a completely wrong idea about who Shahozan is. All I knew about Shahozan is that he's a grumpy cat yeah. on the doyo. He does look very grumpy yep. on the doyo. But but I also knew he's serious. that there were a lot of fangirls that love Shahozan. Shaho, Shaho, Hakahos. Zaniacs? <gasps> uh, I don't know. I do like <laughs> Hakahos, though. Uh, too bad it's too late for the Hakahos. Could have started my own fan club of the Hakahos. Uh, first, I just want to say, Shahozan. Did you have you ever found this list? I just found it this week on Tachi, a list of all the sumo wrestlers social media accounts. No, it's there. And the sumo wrestlers are there. Many of their accounts are still active and you can still ask to be friends of these guys. They're not posting anything. They haven't posted anything since like 2019, but they're still there. So Shahozan is pictured on Twitter and it's a photo of himself with a big old fish. Well, and he's right. smiling, really big smile. So he either likes boats or he likes fishing or something <laughs> like that. His um his old Instagram account still there, and it's mostly photos of him and food 
and he's making this really funny like whoa face his <laughs> eyes are really big so he's a bit of a, maybe he's a foodie he's a funny foodie type guy i'm i'm gonna tell you right up front i've discovered that he is a sensitive very funny soul i love it i had no idea he is not a grumpy cat he is not the sour pussy that we all thought he yeah. was. What is he, like 37? He is the oldest man in the top division right now. He's 37. Older than Tamawashi? Yep. Wow. Tamawashi born the same year, but uh, Shahozan it, in November will be 37 in eight months. So his birthday is in February, mm-hmm. I think. So that's when he'll be 38. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But he definitely has a sense of humor. But I think what most people know about him... It was pretty much what we picked up from the beginning. The man has a game face that is better than anybody else's. We should rename it Resting Shahozan Face (laughs) because that's what it is. But inside, I want you to know that he is a softie. It's all an act. Yeah. He is a Shahozan softie. That's who he is. Okay. His real name. He was born 1984, Yuya Matsutani. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too badly okay he made his pro debut in march of 2006 wow yeah okay here's an overview i'll just give you an overview first he's from uh fukuoka yeah fukuoka which is one main reason why it's awesome that he's gonna be there i i feel like right this was like him saying i want to come back i don't want to go out or if i'm gonna you know retire then i'm gonna do it after i do it from my hometown maybe 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 not i don't know maybe he'll hang in there for a lot longer but he has a lot of hometown pride everyone is excited to have him he does and he's been in a lot of interviews in the last few weeks because he's going back to his hometown yeah yeah or his home prefecture, I should say. So first, this guy is on the shorter side, right? Mr. Grumpy Face is five foot nine and a half. Okay. So like about my short. height. Yeah, your height. Yeah, about my height. He's 291 pounds. I play this game all the time. I'm like, okay, is he my height? Yes, he's about my height. But he's like two plus. Two of, two of me <laughs> at my height. Two plus of me. Yeah. Which, whereas Kiribayama would be... A lot taller. He's like four inches taller than me, mm-hmm. uh, but a two plus of me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is incredible. Yeah. Play that game, y'all. It's super fun. <laughs> so Yuya Matsutani. Uh, you said it in Italian. Matsutani. <laughs> it does sound a little bit Italian, doesn't it? Uh, early on, he practiced swimming and karate. When he was a kid. And supposedly, his uh, mom said he ate a lot of rice. Like, loved the rice. Didn't so much like the sweets as a kid. Uh, Was cooking at home. Made his own fried rice. What? As a kid. That's right. Uh, Very athletic kid. He played. So he started with the swimming and the karate. And then he moved to baseball and judo in high school. And then he was scouted by a sumo coach at high school. So I think we could assume that he liked the rice a lot (laughs) and was cooking for himself a lot. And he had perhaps a sumo physique. Yeah. That's right. Where you're going to dominate. Baseball, you might have to cut out some of the rice and get a little faster. No, don't do it, Shohozan. Yeah, just go the sumo route because you're a strong boy and that's where we want you. Well, and it's also, that's what his body, like how his body was intended to be. Like, that's a natural thing. I think as he started to develop, they were like, you know where you would, you might really excel. 
right. is sumo. Right. And so he, uh, his parents were behind it. Everybody was like, yeah, you should totally do that. Um, according to his mom, he did not go through any sort of rebellious period in this time. He was a good student. He uh, was very close to his parents. He often talked to his parents about what happened at school. He would often go out and eat with his family. So he's a nice family type guy. Yeah. In high school, he participated in two regional sumo tournaments where he did really, really well. But in both cases, he lost to future belly bumper Koto, Koto Shogiku. That's right. Man, I miss Koto Shogiku. I know. As soon as I saw that name, it, it sort of dated him in a way. It was like, oh, my God. He was he grew up at the same time as Koto Shogiku, who's already retired. Yeah. And here he is still in the game. Good for him. Yeah. And he looks great, too. Yes. Yes, he does. He did go to college. I couldn't find out what he studied, but he did go to college. He did a lot of sumo in college, and he was the runner-up at the championship at a national sumo competition. He didn't win, but he was the runner-up. And so because he was the runner-up, he was invited into several professional sumo heyas. Nice. He eventually decided on one. Um he, in an interview, he said, you know, initially he thought he was going to go to college and maybe become a businessman. He was going to do something in business. That was the idea. But then when the sumo invitation came to him, he said, you know what? I might as well just try to make some money in the sumo world first. Yeah. So he joined professional sumo, as I said before, in 2006, and he advanced through the ranks really quickly. I mean, he had done sumo for a long time, so that makes sense. And like Kiribayama, he got to that makushita level and then kind of stayed right there i'm discovering that that's a fairly usual track for a lot of people is they climb up to the ranks and then they just there's something to learn in that makushita level and they got to hang out there for a while yeah this is where all the good guys are or the bigger guys bigger guys have been hanging out waiting to get into jurio yeah yeah it could be interestingly shihozan is the only sumo wrestler i've looked into thus far that i can find no mention of injuries Wow. Isn't that interesting? So either he hasn't been talking about them or he has not had as many injuries. I don't know which is true, but I found that fascinating. I could find no mention of injuries anywhere. That's interesting. So he got up to Makushta and he stayed there for three years, treading water, training, and uh, started advancing again in 2009, finally qualified for Jurio in 2010. Softy alert, supposedly, he cried when he heard that he reached Jurio Division. Aww. And this is not the first mention of Shahozan crying. So Good for him. The man is a bit of a softy. Uh, well, and uh, we should all cry more. <laughs> Nor- let's normalize crying Let's more. do it. Let's normalize crying. Let's do it. Especially for men. Please cry. Yeah. Right in front of me. Yeah. I will hug you. You do something great. Let's cry it let's out. Let's cry it out. You do something bad, something bad, let's cry it out. Yeah. Let's do this. Normalize you get to Jurio, crying. you cry it. That's okay? right. Okay. Uh, so he got to Jurio, very excited, but Ainiku in 2010. Wait, what happened? Ainiku, unfortunately. Oh, I was like, The what? one, here's a Japanese word for you. Ainiku. I was just throwing, yep, Ainiku. In 2010, we found out that Shahosan was involved in some baseball gambling. Oh. Oh, Shohozan. And not even that. He was such a good boy. He talks to his parents. Yes, and, oh. I know. But not only that. So there was there were several boys, young men involved in baseball gambling. And it came out that this group of boys was gambling. And Shohozan was like, I'm just not going to tell anybody yet. 
that I was gambling. So <laughs> several months went by. He was in a Basho. And then they discovered, oh, you were gambling with all these other boys that got in trouble and you didn't Uh-oh. tell us. Spaghetti. So that's right. He got in a bit of trouble. The JSA suspended him for two tournaments. Wow. He went back down to Makushta 51. Ooh. I know, pretty low drop. And uh, he's pretty honest. He said he wanted to quit at this point. He was done with sumo. But his mom, good old mom, talked him into staying. She never stopped believing. She didn't. You need to pay back your supporters. She's You right. have been supported for a long time. Yep. And you have a debt to repay. Yep. Get your and act together. That's right. So he stayed. And he rocketed back up. Winning two Makushta championships in a row, bounced right back into Jurio. Mama set him straight. That's right. So, debuted 2011 in the top division. He just just kept right on rising. And once he got to that top division, that's when he changed his name to Shahozan. Before then, he was going as Mats- Ma- Matsutani, the Italian Sumo. <laughs> the Italian sumo. <laughs> Matsutani. <laughs> Not Italian. <laughs> I'll never like not like, I know, look at him right? now and be like, it's the Italian it's sumo <laughs> wrestler. And then it really makes no sense unless you listen to this episode. I know. Why he's now all Italian. I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So top division 2011. He just did so well in this top division. Got 10-5 the first time out by 2012, he was up in the Maegashiro one slot. He had earned a special prize. He got promoted to Komasubi. And I'm just going to tell you, from 2012 to now, he has just been, he rises up to Komasubi. He's been there many times. And then he drops back down and he kind of rises yeah. and, you know, he like floats and sinks and floats and mm-hmm. sinks. That's a, those are, that's a tough position to be in. Yeah. He's yeah. had several Kimboshi, I believe, uh, when he beat uh, Haramafuji, he cried again, like oh, good. many tears. Normalize crying, people. <laughs> Let's normalize it. He did. He tanked in the early 2015s, demoted back to Jurio, and he's he's been there for a while in the Jurio division. But now, but not forgotten. That's right, not forgotten. Came back up in 2020, and he's back up now. So he's been in this top division before, and he's done very well. All the way up to Komasubi. So he deserves to be here. And it's great that he's back. The last five tournaments, he has been in Jurio. That's why we haven't seen him. He is, as you said before, he's wrestling in his home prefecture. Does he have a favorite he, food or yes. blood type? Oh, yes. I'm getting there. He does train with Ichiyamamoto, though. Oh, which, so that's... That's an interesting training partner. Mm-hmm. Very tall guy with long, long limbs. Mm-hmm. And him built totally differently so that would be an interesting interesting guy to train with he is a pusher thruster and yes let me get to the really really interesting stuff he is married he was married in 2013 he has two little boys and his wife has been written about in a very interesting way (laughs) in one article she was called a former nurse in another article she was called a child care worker woman okay But she's uh, very supportive. They were introduced to each other by an acquaintance. He says what he likes about her is her level-headedness. She was a woman who said, you like me? You want to marry me? You got to bake it to Komosubi before you can marry me. (laughs) And he did. That's why the first time he got to Komosubi. And if... That's an ultimatum. It is. And it worked for him. (laughs) 
And I think it must work for a lot of these boys. You'll hear that a lot. You can't get married until you reach Sanyaku. Yeah, that is so true. So that was him. His wife was like, yep. I'm, yeah. Whether your coach mentioned it or whether she did, she was like, yep, that is that is the bar. That's yeah. the hurdle you must jump over if you want to marry me. And so he did. She Interesting, though, she's also been called, this is a quote, and I don't like this quote, but she has been called a horror wife. <laughs> that was the Are translation. Sure not- <laughs> that was the translation. <laughs> because... You and I could also be called a horror in translation well, as well. Well, get this. This is why she is called a horror wife. <laughs> Because she points out to Shahozan when he plays too many smartphone games. And when he says, wait a minute, honey, I'll be right there. She answers, don't wait. Are you fooling around? When it oh, co- And then she, rains. I know. And then she turned to whoever the interviewer was. And she basically said, when it comes to secretary, when you're a secretary sumo wrestler, everybody treats you like a god. But I wonder if the only person he can pay attention to is me. Well, all right. Then. And then he turned around and said... As you can see, I am not angry at all. I love my wife. <laughs> I'm grateful for her. So there's something that very like interesting. A very canned line. <laughs> I am very grateful for her, my horror wife. <laughs> so well, what, what I get from that is happening. Maybe you what, know this is bedroom stuff too. Who knows? What I get We're from all that complex individuals is that she is like, hey, dude, get off your phone. We're having the interview. We have a life. We have kids, and he is like, you're, I'm very grateful. That you're talking to me like a real person and you're not treating me differently. And she's like, you bet I am not. I ain't treating you differently. Wow. Good for her, though. Yeah. She's like, you know who you married? Yeah. And he probably likes it. He said he likes her level-headedness. So yes. that says to me he likes the way she runs the show. Exactly. And he's, and he's fine very smiley in all of the pictures. So they seem to make a very great couple. Yes. It's great. I um, like your horror wife. <laughs> I no. like the way she operates I with know. you specifically. With me, not so much, but she's not my horror, right? Okay. She's yours. Here's more about Shahosan. He likes playing pool. He likes road biking. I thought you were going to say he likes roadkill. No, road biking. <laughs> not roadkill. Road biking. But food-wise, he does like fried rice. We knew that earlier. His mom said he likes the rice. He loves fried rice. He loves the hot pot. Oh, yeah. You and me both love the hot pot. I love the hot pot. And he enjoys eating a salad first because he's very health conscious. He, I guess, cannot drink alcohol. Mm. So he's, um, and he's also, he's he's very known for his low for his low fat content. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the way to say that. But, you know, like Miyogi Do is tw- a 22% yeah. body fat yeah. percentage. Shahozan is supposedly 24. Okay. As he puts it, he's like, I don't want to be obese. I want to be uh, a good athlete. And so he's just very aware of what he's putting in his body and tries to stay very healthy. Well, that's nice. Yeah, and probably the road biking keeps him very healthy too. That's right. What he does not like is celery. Oh, God. Which I agree. No, celery I mean, is like celery. Celery is like celery solid water for well, me. It's like yeah, lettuce. Like, but you put peanut butter on it. It's great. Well, anything's great with peanut butter on ants it. Ants on a log? Anyone? Uh, anyone? No, not ants on a log type gal. Just peanut Do butter. Do people know what ants on a log is? I think so. Internationally. If you put a raisin. You put, you get it celery. Yeah. And then you, you put peanut butter on it and yep. then you line up. Little raisins, or what are they? What are raisins called in the UK? Raisins. No, they're not called raisins. They call <laughs> no them something. Idea. We watch Great British Bake Off, and they never say the word raisins. They call it something else. Anyway, but you line them up, raisins like little ants on a log, and then you eat it, and it's real fun because it looks like ants on a log, it's, and the log is celery. It's only fun if you're four. 
or if you're an adult, meat, <laughs> it's real cute. Then all you need is <laughs> celery and peanut butter. <laughs> but you know who would not like that? Shahosan. He would not like Antonalog. He would not. He was. He would not go for the celery juice cleanse. Would not be up his alley. Okay. Maybe enough. another juice. Other salads will be fine. I like salad uh, He's juice. an oolong tea drinker. He likes his tea. So this is the information I want about Kiribayama. I know. He just hasn't been around as long as Shohozan. So now we, we know these things. Well, and I'm putting together a list in my mind of all of the like, all the sumo wrestlers that really like healthy foods, because that would include, now we know, Miyogidu, and it would include Meisei, mm-hmm. and it would include Shohozan, because they like a protein shake drink. Mm-hmm. They like eating healthy. But Ura is not on the Ura list. Ura is not Because on the he list. loves the McDonald's cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> however you get that protein, baby. However you get it. Yeah, Ura would Ura. probably more fun to hang out with on a Friday oh, night. Oh, yeah. You can share but, like a pizza with Ura and it's good times. Yes, absolutely. But if you want to sit down and have a healthy meal and get together over a, a nice oolong tea and play some pool, it's Shohozan. The softy would be the guy to hang mm-hmm. with. And if you want to do art, it's Kitty Wayama. Yeah. So is that it? On I our, think on that's, our wrestler that's it. highlights? I mean, Abby is still on our list. Perhaps we'll get to Abby next week. Now that we know he's a dad and he has a little girl, who knew? Yeah, I I was just like, what? Where did this new... I, that's the stuff I wish I lived in Japan and I saw on the news. It has to be in some like... Celebrity magazine, Abby Babe magazine. Yeah, there has to be a wedding photo somewhere. Abby, but maybe she's private, or as they say about their wives, she's a horror wife. A horror wife. <laughs> <laughs> we would totally be horror. Or a wives. commoner. Sometimes. Or they... a commoner. <laughs> Women are referred to so perfectly in Japan. Oh, but whatever. It works for them. It works. It's exactly, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, all right. anyway, that is all of Sumo Kaboom for this week. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and thank like you I for said, listening, y'all. This is kind of all our, over the place. Our conversations <laughs> do take very wide turns sometimes. They do. Um, but I hope that's why you guys enjoy listening yeah. to us and about so ants too. on a log. Anyway, uh, get your bingo cards. We want to see those. Tag us. Post up uh, about it. Read up about the rules. Uh, send us your comments and questions. We'd love to answer them. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. And up. See y'all later. Bye.